Welcome to a special edition of the BWI YouTube show. I'm Thomas Frank Carr, best buddy Curtis Jacobs back with us after training camp. Curtis, last time we talked, you were saying felt like the best shape of, your, you know, the, of the year heading into training camp. How are you feeling on the other side? How's everything go? I'm feeling great. Um, obviously, you know, this is my favorite part, being able to get back out there, uh, compete good on good, um, getting a whole lot of work. But now it's even better. We get to we get to actually hit quarterbacks, get on the field, and really be violent. And I'm excited to show off what this defense can do. I'm excited, uh, you know, have some some X's and O's talk with you. West Virginia's just on the other side of of the week, so I'm going to ask you a little bit about that. But how did camp go? Uh, do you feel like you're in a good place heading into the first game of the season uh, of the season? I feel like we're all in a good place collectively. Um, I've just seen tremendous growth through this team. Um, and I, I've been proud of myself because I've felt myself more invested in this team and more invested in in just the 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 operation of things. And I feel like we've been we've been really productive and really good throughout this camp. So question about that, like, is there a certain feeling you have, like, yeah, I think they call it like being in the pocket if you're a musician or like when you're really locked in, did you feel that more this year than last year? What, I guess, what do you mean by what you just said? Well, I guess it's just like the challenge of, of camp, you know, um, it's good on good every day. And if somebody's lacking, uh, there's going to be an advantage on one side, but I feel like this year it's been really both-sided, um, offense and defense attacking each other and then attacking special teams with intense intention. So I feel like we've been really good, and we're excited to show that off on Saturday. Uh, we'll get back to maybe some questions about training camp and your teammates in just a second, but I'm really excited to talk about West Virginia coming up uh, September 2nd, Beaver Stadium, 7.30, starting with a night game. Um, give us a scouting report on West Virginia. What, what do you think of their offense? Just kind of broad strokes about what they do and, and what you think of their, their team. I think they have a really good offense. Um, very athletic and, um, and great quarterback. Um, he's good at seeing things um, and he likes to take off. He's really good with his feet. So he's definitely a guy I've been watching a lot on um, his mannerisms. Um, also I always take a deep dive into running backs and tight ends. Um, those, those two position groups for them, they look good. Um, I know they got the guy from, from LSU um, and they got a running back coming back from last year. So um, it's definitely a challenge and we're excited to, we're excited to take them on. So, uh, full disclosure, I was watching some run game stuff before we uh, before we're, we're talking today. So I'm going to ask you a thousand questions about run game stuff in, in just a little bit. But uh, one of the things I, I noticed doing that offensive line seems like a strength of this team. Uh, five guys, I think, mm -hmm. from last year that had playing experience, a, a bunch of starters back this year. So, um, w what do you think of that group, and, and what kind of challenge does that present when you've got that continuity up front for a team? Uh, I think it's it's always a challenge when you have a good experienced O line coming to town. But I I have tremendous faith in my D line and linebackers in our front seven, and I feel like it we're just up for the challenge. We've been attacking one of the best lines in the country ourselves with um, our line here at Penn State. So I feel like we're we're ready for a challenge and we're ready to attack on Saturday. So the last time we got a chance to see uh, you guys perform was at the open uh, scrimmage 
two and a half weeks now at this point. And, you know, you've been through a lot since then, but it just seemed like the defensive line had a pretty commanding uh, control of that particular time we got to see you guys. So defensive tackle, obviously, that's a big conversation we had before going into training camp. What did you see from those guys and from the defensive line as a whole uh, through training camp? Because uh, I, I know Penn State fans are dying to know more about that that particular group. They're they're playing they're playing with the chip on their shoulder right now. Um, it's been looking like true dominance out there. Um, just seeing guys at the ones, twos, and threes just take advantage of their reps and really, really grow as players. And I'm excited to see all of them. Um, I know Devon, um, Koziah, uh, Caleb Artis, guys like that, Zane, Keem. They're all they're all ready to have a breakout big season. So. I'm excited for those guys. And you you know what's going on at the end, so I don't need to have to speak on that. <laughs> yeah, so I love this because I do the same thing of like, if I'm watching highlights or I'm watching like a, a big explosive play and I was like, well, everyone sees what happened there. It was awesome. And I kind of gloss over it. And you're like, yeah, defense ends. They're awesome. We, we, we know what's going yeah. on there. Uh, that particular yeah. group, though, from a, from, a, from a run defense perspective, I think we talk about the pass rush all the time. Uh, do you see guys up front that are going to cause problems for the other team uh, from from a run defense perspective, having so many different body types out there at the end? Oh, we we train it both ways. Um, I feel like every guy in that lineup is prepared to play both, and they excel playing both. So I'm I'm fully confident with those guys in front of me. Uh, how, what does speed do for a front seven? You know, I know that we talk a lot about the guys that uh, you're playing around you, uh, the defensive tackles, explosive guys. So what does, when you have speed at all of those positions, what can you do or what does that provide you as a, uh, kind of as a, as a, as a uh, trump card in, in, in certain situations? Well, um, this is the thing that Manny always says, like, old linemen, they're mainly powerful in their, box in their framework right when you have uh fast guys they can definitely get on those edges um and it just makes makes it hard for those guys to come out and get you with the space that there is on a football field so i feel like speed is tremendously important and it can be very disruptive in a run and pass game uh, I, I hope this doesn't stray too close to that, like, uh, we can't talk about that line. But watching some of their run systems for West Virginia, I, I noticed a lot of heavy zone action. So what does let, – let me ask it this way. What is a running game trying to accomplish when they're attacking you with that inside-outside zone philosophy? Well, really, they just want to get you out of your gap. Um, a lot of times that stuff is masked up by – shifts, motions, all that stuff, but they just, they really just want to get you to not focus on what you're seeing and just uh, get distracted by other things. So the inside zone, I, I feel like that that's how that play works and that's how that play gains uh, yards. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. And, and uh, I, watching some of the, and I, I, I don't know if I've publicly done this and I'm not trying to throw shade at the big 12, and have you agree with me here, but watching a lot of this stuff from last year and watching some of the run schemes or the run defenses they went up against, uh, a lot of first-year defensive staffs. So yeah. run fits, you, you just you, you just mentioned being in your gap. Like so many guys out of gap when watching this team last year. Like when you're watching film, does that get you frustrated when you're like, man, I, I'm trying to take something from this and like just the mental errors and some of the things you see. How, I guess how do you watch film and – assess that part trying to get a gauge of a team you're unfamiliar with coming from a totally different conference 
Yeah, I don't um I don't ever blame a guy for a mental error because a game is a grueling like it's a, it's a football game. It's three hours of competition. It's it's a grueling thing. You're not gonna get it right every time. Um, the only thing I that gets my bones like my blood boiling uh, watching film is just like like we talked about the tackling and effort on film. Uh, whenever I see something like that, I'm not saying I I have seen it. Um, but whenever I see something like that, that's the only thing that really gets my blood boiling. Cause um, you just uh, Coach Manny always says you can fix you can fix that stuff with effort and tackling and running to the ball. So I feel like that that's the only thing that really gets me. Yeah, and and that's something that uh, I think fans notice as well, and it becomes kind of a talking point early in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it got me thinking, and, and this is kind of watching those defenses in first year installs from a couple of different teams last year. Um, watching that film, it, you guys were in a similar situation. If that was your first year in Manny Diaz's defense, so where are you guys in terms of understanding and kind of defensive synergy of being able to play off one another? in the second year of the defense compared to where you were last year? I feel like that's just a ghost of our defense. Um, we've only gotten better just because we play for one another. Um, and we all make sure we we have each other's back. And, and we know we know what we're doing. Like Coach Manny always says, um, you gotta you can't take money out of your teammates' pocket. You gotta know your assignment um, and execute your assignment. Some sometimes so you can make a play sometimes so your teammate can make a play. So that's that's just how we operate as a defense, and we take that very seriously around here. It, it's a, a certain selflessness there of, like, you're not going to make the play, but you're going to hold up uh, and do your part so somebody else can make the plays. Is that kind of the, the idea there? Yes, sir. That's, that's, how, that's how we've been ingrained, and that's how we've trained uh, this past spring and this past training camp to just really enforce that. Penn State linebacker Curtis Jacobs with us here on the BWI YouTube show. I'm Thomas Frank Carr. If you're enjoying the conversation, we're talking X's and O's. Curtis and I love talking about this stuff. Please like the video, subscribe to Blue White Illustrated here on YouTube. we got a ton of content coming up this week, including we have our first ever tailgate show three hours before kickoff. Myself and former Penn State defensive tackle Aeneas Hawkins are going to be giving you the lowdown of what we've learned of West Virginia coming up uh, for 90 minutes before uh, the game, three hours before kick. So if you could follow those mental gymnastics, it's a 90-minute show, three hours before kickoff, right here on the YouTube channel. Uh, Curtis, you mentioned new quarterback for West Virginia, great with his legs. What does that present you as a linebacker in terms of a an added threat or an added challenge as a defense? Well, it's a lot of fun. Um, honestly, I like the running quarterbacks. Um, they always bring a new uh, flair to the game. I feel like they're pushing the game uh, further. Um but it's it's just an added challenge. Um, you gotta be really disciplined with your eyes, cause if you're not, that can create a create an extra blocker for them, and they can get ahead of the hat. So it's definitely a, a challenge. Um, he's a great player, um, but I'm sure I'm sure we'll be able to get a rain on that. When it comes to the first game of the season, uh, I talked to Abdul Carter after practice last week, and he talked. To, he he kind of corrected himself in the middle of the sentence, saying like, "What they got coming?" And he said, "Well, you don't really know what they got coming because it's the first game of the season. Mm-hmm. They can change all kinds of different stuff if they want to in the off season. Yeah. How do you prepare without?" preparing for too much because football I feel like at times can be kind of chasing your own tail of of well maybe this could happen maybe that could happen and how do you not over prepare but make sure that you are as prepared as possible um it's just about having a set of rules um 
to your defenses that they apply to everything and you just go through that checklist in your mind before the play um and that really gets you to react to what you're saying because this you can't memorize everything in this game this is a reactive game so you have to be able to react based upon what you're seeing um and apply those to the rules you've been given uh, in day one install so it's always a, a fun thing to try and, and figure out on, on the front end, like matchups and individual players and all of those things. But when it comes to your team, just going back to Abdul Carter, he mentioned something oh, we were talking about coverage and, and he said he was working with some corners and some safeties on the team. I, I hope I'm quoting him right here to match his eyes with his feet. Can you explain mm -hmm. what he means by that in terms of coverage and, and making sure, you know, kind of what that that quote means? Yeah, it's just um, knowing what's around you, um, knowing what, what zones and what uh, what matchups other guys have and being able to see through through your zone, honestly. You don't want to have your feet, like, float you into someone else's uh, area of, um, like, area of work. So you got to you gotta really be disciplined with your eyes and know what you're seeing, um, and that'll take you – take you where you need to go to do your job. How hard is that? And how much is there that's trying to distract you from your job in a given play or in a given game? Well, in any in any given play, there can be something that could take your eyes off of. It could be something simple as them motioning from three by one to two by two. That just, it, it'll change stuff for us. Um, but just being able to be disciplined and apply our rules to that, that, that helps tremendously. Where, where has, speaking of Abdul, where do you, have you seen him progress in that particular area as a guy who is going into his second year and, you know, coming originally in high school from the defensive line, playing linebacker the last couple of years, having, a, you know, a big year last year, but being young and, and having to kind of grow maybe uh, front to back in terms of being a great run defender, having all those tools, but then having to learn that part of the game. How have you seen him evolve yeah, and adapt? It's since just then? been that mental aspect, really. Um... Obviously, since he's been here, he's showed that he's a freakish athlete. Um, he can do it all in that aspect. But it's just the way I'm most proud of in the development is the being able to um, see things and anticipate things and attack even better based upon that. And that's that makes you a scary football player in my eyes. One thing Manny Diaz said uh, this offseason, talking to Adam and Adam Brenneman on the Next Up podcast, was talking about how the RPO has changed football. And you, you don't have, just have to deal with your gaps on the offensive line, but your gaps uh, front to back as well, kind of in, in spacing. And I know we, I think the first time we talked, we talked about RPOs and and reading your keys. And how much do you, um, in in getting prepared for a game with a running quarterback and having so much of the action you just talked about, is there kind of like a a final thing you got to go through before a play where you're like, okay, don't react to X or make sure that you're kind of on point with what you're trying to do, given the different ways they can attack you and pull you out of where you're supposed to be? Yeah, you just have to really just apply your rules based off what you're seeing, like I'm saying. Like, that obviously makes it tricky. Um, and I know in the in the NFL, they just took that out, right? They, um, they're making teams change it up, change it out, but... In, in in the NCAA, it's all um, it's all in. So you really gotta, you really gotta just play your rules based on that. And then if it doesn't work out, you gotta play the next play. And I feel like that's one of the most important parts. Um, just being able to never get out of it, just play the next play every time. Yeah, that's uh, 
kind of bleeding into one of the conversations that we've had kind of overall this this offseason about leadership and being able to um, overcome those things. How how have you seen the defense react to the lack of a P.J. Mustafer or a Tig Brown? How have you guys kind of worked that out with holding players accountable, being being leaders and having veterans on the team, but maybe not having those super vocal guys that we've talked about? How, how, do, how do you feel like you guys have done this offseason of, of – uh, advancing that part of your game? Well, it's just about that philosophy passing on to the next generation. Um, obviously, as you can see, we're a pretty mature team. Um, a lot of a lot of guys with experience that um, throughout our ones and twos on defense. So just being able to have a bunch of guys that are accountable to each other, um, I feel like that, that gets you where you want to go and that gets you what you need as a defense. What have you seen from Kobe King during training camp? A lot of explosiveness. He's, he's tackling very well right now, um, getting the ball carrier sideline to sideline. And then, like just like Abdul, his mental aspect from this year is way ahead of where it is last year. And I'm excited for him to have a big season this year. We talked during uh, the beginning of the month before training camp started. He talked about learning this offseason, kind of what you just said there, of the, the mental aspect of the game. And he said, learning from all you guys, Tyler, Elsden, uh, from even, you mentioned Abdul, Dom DeLuca, mm -hmm. and you, in terms of maybe you guys don't play the same position in terms of Mike versus outside linebackers, but learning a lot from you guys. What What is the translatable things that you were able to give to him? And I know you've mentioned you're a guy that learns all the positions, so how much do you, do you yeah. feel like you had a hand in that of being able to help him develop and, and learn all those things. Well, us us as a linebacker room, we, we help each other. Um, every time we come off the field, we have conversations about what we're seeing. Sometimes before Manny, Coach Manny even gets to us with the with the drawing board, we're already talking it out and um and trying to make our trying to see what the adjustments are and what we what we did. So I feel like just that constant communication, it always it always is for the better. Um, Maybe you did something wrong on a play, and another guy can bring you to the side. Like, hey, I would have did this, or if I saw that, I would have did this, and that's that. That's just a sign of a great fellowship and a great teammate. Yeah, and you're willing to learn from one another because I can imagine, like, in a high pressure situation, if you're defensive and not open to those tips and no, tricks, we, like that, can be a problem. We don't do that defensive stuff. It's just what we've seen. Um, and how we're going to respond to it. That I feel like that's a great sign of a mature football player, and that's just a great sign of a mature LB room, in my, my opinion. And a mature adult. I need to learn that in my marriage as well, of like, yeah. hey, don't get defensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about uh, Mr. Turnover King, Tony Rojas. Mm -hmm. uh, how, how? What have you seen from a young guy? And, you know, are you surprised that he's kind of bent the learning curve and the curve of being able to participate as much as he has in his first uh, season at Penn State? I love it. Um, I feel like he's been dominant um, in his role. Um, and he's just going to continue to grow. Um, the thing I love about him is he's, he's attacking it. He's pretty much getting on every special teams unit, and you could tell it's important to him. Uh, he just works every day, and I feel like that's going to pay huge benefits. Um, this season and throughout his career, I think he's going to be a really great player for us. 
Uh, any other guys that have surprised you in camp? I've asked you a lot about the linebackers and, and the guys in your room, but obviously you you mentioned going good on good. Is there anybody on offense that uh, – this is always a, a reporter question. Like, who's stepped up? Who's the guy that has caught your attention or maybe a position group that's caught your attention during camp that they showed you something that you didn't see before maybe during spring mm. or summer? Um, well, I'm going to go for my matchups. I think Tyler Warren and Theo Johnson are going to be probably one of the best duos in the country this year. Um, just the way they attacked this offseason um, and just came back better, stronger, bigger, um, faster. And just seeing how Theo is leading his room, I, I really respect it. And I really think they're they're in for a big season this year. I remember uh, I was at, a, I think it was at a prospect camp and Theo was hanging out uh, and I just, I had to do a double take because I was like, is that the same person? Yeah. Been, <laughs> how, how been, much is he there? Right? Go ahead. It's, it's been weird um, just seeing the growth of Theo because I've been gardening pretty much since high school throughout um, our camp, camp route, um, saw him at the open and all that stuff. So it, it's been, it's been great to see his growth um, throughout all the years. I got a couple, uh, not that I haven't had a hun- hundred nerdy questions about football during this interview, but uh, uh, something that I-, I noticed, and I'm curious about this, um, a lot, this is kind of kind of just drawback, not Penn State related, kind of just football related. Uh, I see a lot of teams that run two high safety systems, cover four specifically, and what I've learned about the, the game is like you're keeping a lid on, on the offense, right? You want to keep, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a big plays away. And yet the number one thing I see against cover four is vertical routes like attacking down the field so it what's up with that why is it like is it inviting your worst nightmare in in terms of like what you're trying to prevent is the thing that becomes like what is it about that particular defensive scheme that makes offensive coordinators want to attack it downfield i mean it's just um attacking guys leverage um you can you can have the perfect perfect play drawn up and if you see a guy that that isn't really playing it right or his leverage isn't right you can attack him on that so i feel like that's how that's how that works out. Uh, what is your favorite defensive coverage to play in? Is there something that you feel like is really good for you and you like to run and you feel like you make plays out of it? Um, I like man-to-man. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like man-to-man, that's that's just winning your one-on-one at that point. Um, whether it's um, uh, adding on or or having your man in coverage, I just I, – I, I like competition like that, just – uh, everyone has to win their one-on-one and you attack them that way. That's kind of a, a Penn State thing as well of, of I know you guys are competing all the time and not that other football teams yeah. aren't creating environments of competition, but you guys, you guys get after it. Like from what I've seen, yeah. like the one-on-ones can get pretty intense. Yeah, it's, that's, that's the measure of a man. Um, how far are you willing to compete? So I feel like that's definitely one of my favorite core values. Um, it's something that I've had before Coach Franklin even even brought it up to me in my first team meeting at Penn State. I knew if I wanted to make it in football, you have to compete. So I always love a one-on-one matchup. Uh, we talked about defense. We talked about the tight ends. But uh, one of the biggest things this coming weekend uh, is that you'll have a new quarterback, you know, whether it's Drew Aller, whether it's Bo Perbula. And by the time this airs, that, might, that information might be out there. Um, uh, what what are you looking for from that player at that position for you guys to have a successful game on Saturday night? Just the the poise and the 
in the competition aspect that I've seen on camp. Um, I've seen all those guys battle. I've seen all those guys make plays. Um, it's just been it's been great to see, and I'm just excited for them to them to come out and show what they can do. Curtis Jacobs, Penn State linebacker, with us. One last question for you. Appreciate the time uh, you made today. Uh, Penn State beats West Virginia if? Uh, if we come out with the toughness and the the grit that we've had all, all camp, uh, we've battled for this, and I feel like if we if we just come out and we play our game, uh, we can we can make it happen. I, I lied. I have one more question I meant to ask us earlier. I love the painting behind you. Uh, what is that? And can you tell us a little bit about that? I'm, not, I'm honestly not sure. I really I really liked it. Um, honestly, I took it from Devon when we moved out of our last apartment. <laughs> he said he said he didn't want it no more. I said I'll definitely take it. But uh, I, I really like it. I feel like it's a, it's a nice conversational piece. <laughs> well, it got me. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so from the man who who was excited for violence this coming weekend, Penn State, if they play tough and, and nasty, it feels like uh, they have a great chance to win against West Virginia. Uh, Curtis, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate that. If we don't get a chance to talk again this season, hopefully we can have you on at some point. I know it's going to get very busy for you, but thank you for all your time uh, and yeah. appreciate you having you on the show. You know, I always got you, big dog. That'll do it today for the BWI Daily Edition. I'm Thomas Frank Carr. Curtis Jacobs with us once again. Uh, make sure you come back because tomorrow we're going to have more from the BWI live show, 10 a.m. We'll have the Keystone kickoff show on Wednesdays and then our live show recapping practice coming up on Thursday, a full week of Penn State coverage. I'm Thomas Frank Carr. We'll talk make to you sure later. You tune in.